You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Soonerswire.com, part of the USA Today Network. And on today's show, we've got the first coaches poll to talk about. We've got an all-American preseason list to get through, and I got a couple notes from some media appearances by a couple major players in the Sooners offense that I want to talk about. But first, let me talk to you about the Big 12, Locked On Big 12 show hosted by my guy, Josh Neighbors. There's no better place to get all your Big 12 conference news than the Locked On Big 12 podcast hosted by Josh Neighbors. Follow the Locked On Big 12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So coming out on Tuesday, we had the first USA Today coaches poll coming out. And the Oklahoma Sooners come in at number three behind the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Clemson Tigers. What's interesting about this is that Oklahoma was the only team other than Alabama to get first place votes. Alabama got 63 first place votes. Oklahoma got two. And nobody else got a single first place vote. So, you know, kind of interesting. You know, Clemson coming in at number two. It's not surprising. We got a little little taste of DJ Uyum Galelele. I used to have his name pronounced pretty well. I'm out of practice. DJ Uyungalele. There you go. Um, he's a really good player. I think just because Clemson has got a new starting quarterback, I, I think they rightfully deserve to probably be number two in the country. Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers have been a really great program for the last near decade, it seems. And Uyungalele is going to be able to carry that legacy, the Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, high-quality quarterback play into 2021. I think what we saw last year is a guy that's got the size and physicality of a Tim Tebow, but also a much better passing ability than Tim Tebow. And that's going to create a lot of problems for ACC teams that are already having a lot of problems with Clemson. You know, the talent level is already there. You get Justin Ross back as well, one of the best wide receivers in the country, and that's going to be huge for the Tigers. And so I have no problem with Clemson being rated ranked above Oklahoma. I think because of their history, they've won national championships. They've had college football playoff success. There's just a lot more trust right now in Davo Sweeney to carry that team into 2021, despite the turnover that they're facing at the quarterback position. And then Alabama, I mean, Alabama is just Alabama. There's no reason not to consider them the number one team in the country coming off of a national championship season. Yes, they're turning over their quarterback as well, going from Mac Jones to Bryce Young. They're also turning over several of their key skill position players as well. Najee Harris is in the NFL, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, all in the NFL. But what we've seen from Alabama over the years is it doesn't matter. Just like it doesn't matter at Oklahoma, you turn over the quarterback position and you still get high quality production. You turn over the wide receiver position position, you still get high quality production. The same can be true for Alabama. They've gone from Jalen Hurts to Tua Tagovailoa to Mac Jones. They've gone from 
Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy to Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. It just hasn't seemed to matter when they turn over their different skill position players. So Alabama is going to be a really good team. Bryce Young is going to be a really good player. And they still got the biggest X factor in all of college football, and that's Nick Saban. And so no issues with Oklahoma coming in in third. I, I do like them more than Ohio State and Georgia, mostly because we know what Lincoln Riley is capable of on the offensive side of the football. On the defensive side of the football, they're catching up to everybody else in the country. And I think they are a team that's ready to contend. Now, can they keep that third place ranking? Can they climb in that? It'll be key for them, I think, to potentially avoid that first round matchup with Alabama if they are able to make it to the college football playoff. They need to find themselves locked into that two or three seat. Uh, Because if you look at college football, it's Alabama and then there's a, you know, there's a gap between Alabama and the number two through four or five teams. And so you want to make sure you avoid that matchup with Alabama in the first round of the college football playoff if you can help it. Obviously, they'd play a really good team, whether it's an Ohio State or a Georgia or a Clemson, if, again, they're able to make it to the college football playoff. But I like their chances better against one of those teams than maybe against an Alabama. That's not to say they can't beat Alabama. Let's just say I still have some, some, uh, some thoughts about um, their, their, the way they played Alabama the last time uh, they, the two met in the college football playoff. Uh, Iowa State comes in at number eight for the Big 12. Uh, Texas comes in at number 19, and Oklahoma State comes in at 22 as the, as the only four Big 12 teams to make it into the top 25 poll. Uh, Texas Christian University, TCU, is next um, as far as others receiving votes. They received 48 votes. Um, but are not good enough to make the poll. Uh, not really many surprises in this. I think, you know, what, what you see are the teams that most people expect to be really good teams. Obviously, the SEC, SEC dominated, you know, with five teams in the top 13, which is ridiculous. You know, it's almost, you know, it's like 40% of the top 15, just doing math off the top of my head, um, you know, you've seen the memes out there you know of the jokes about what the conference the sec could look like in 2032 or so when clemson and ohio state join that all five of the top five are sec teams but you know people just joking obviously um but yeah i'm I'm, it's exciting to see that oklahoma is starting to get some more kind of national recognition i think in most years teams would have put ohio state above oklahoma but I think that's just how people view this Oklahoma roster heading into 2021. But all that matters really is if they go out there and they take care of business, if they win their games where they rank at the end of the season is going to be irrelevant because they'll be in the college football playoff. And then anything can happen at that point. When it comes to sports that have playoffs, all you got to do is get in, just get in the playoff and see what happens, especially in a one game playoff. It's really hard to, to, guarantee anything nothing is guaranteed in a one game playoff over the course of a seven game series you're generally likely to see the best team win but in a one game playoff anything can happen so just get into the playoff see what happens and go from there but this is oklahoma's best shot in the lincoln riley 
era, even since he was an offensive coordinator with the Sooners to have a shot at contending for the national championship. Now they just got to go and put it on the field. But coming up next, let's talk about the USA Today preseason All-American list that came out. And then we'll talk about some notes that came up in the media appearances from several Sooners in the third segment. So let me talk to you about sweat block. Do you struggle with sweating? Just excessive sweating on a regular basis that stains your shirts, leaves you embarrassed and unable to just go through your daily life? Well, you might want to consider sweat block. Sweat block is doctor guaranteed and doctor recommended, and it works up to seven days per use. They give you the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't help you to get dry, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show and by firefighters. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews and manufactured right here in the USA. Wear what you want to wear. Get your confidence back by not having to worry about sweating through your shirt, sweating through your clothes. And this is a must have for everyone's toiletry bags. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or at CVS. But again, go to sweatblock.com, get 20% off by using our promo code locked on. Let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate and it tastes great. It is fantastic tasting and it's fantastic for you. Anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, only four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs, and the best thing, 17 or 18 grams of protein. So you get a great tasting protein bar with enough energy to get you through your morning, get you through your workout. I use it for meal replacement. I have one for breakfast every single morning, and it helps me get all the energy that I need to get through my work morning, which is a very physical job. I, I work a physical job, you know, moving and turning patients, lifting them up out of bed, helping them walk. And I need that protein, that energy to help me do my job well. And Built Bar provides everything I need. They got great flavors. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. You cannot go wrong with peanut butter chocolate. It just tastes fantastic. And that brownie flavor, that brownie consistency, just it, it just it's so good. It really is so good. I, I, you can go to builtbar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Now we got a preseason All-American poll to talk about. And to be, no surprise, we've got Spencer Rattler coming in as the first team All-American quarterback. Their note, after a sluggish start, Rattler tossed 18 touchdowns and just three interceptions as the Sooners closed last season on an eight-game winning streak. He's the next OU quarterback in heavy contention for the Heisman Trophy. And yeah, anybody else on this list at quarterback for the first team preseason All-American would have been a travesty. I know people are, are pretty high on... Uh, the guy out of North Carolina, Sam Howell, but it's Spencer Rattler. I mean, he's the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. He's the number one overall pick projected in the 2022 NFL draft. He's a really, really good player. And if he has the season that most people think he's going to have and OU has the season that they think they're going to have, then there's no reason why he won't be a first-team All-American, Heisman Trophy winner, and first overall pick. Uh, also notable from the Big 12 on the offensive side of the football, you have Brees Hall, 
you know, my, my affinity for Breesaw, if you've been listening to this show for the last 10 months, 11 months now, man, the show's been, I've been on doing this show now for 11 months. Uh, it's been crazy. Um, you know, my affinity for Breesaw and just love the player. I think he's fantastic. Just does it all. Does everything you want for a running back. Also from the big 12, you got Bijan Robinson making the first team preseason All-American list. Uh, and they note here that Hall could challenge for 2,000 rushing yards after averaging 131 yards per game and scoring 21 touchdowns in an abbreviated season. What's impressive about Robinson is a lot of – he didn't always get a full complement of touches in Texas's offense. Um, with Steve Sarkeesian, who knows what's going to happen. It's a good chance that he sees a big bump in his touch count for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, Charlie Kohler comes in as the top tight end on the preseason first team All-American list. And they say, so Kohler, Hall, and ISU quarterback Brock Purdy form a good, as good a trio as you'll see in the football bowl subdivision. Yeah, I mean, we saw Charlie Kohler up close and personal last year, and he created a ton of problems for the OU secondary. Um, and then on the defensive side of the football, uh, you have Nick Bonito, getting a nod as a linebacker. And again, I don't know. We, we still kind of live in this world where we're having a hard time identifying what Nick Bonito is. And really it's because of the way we view the positions in college football and in the NFL, like traditionally a defensive end was a defensive end. He you know got down a three point stance, rushed the passer, that was his primary, you know, he was a defensive end. We know what a traditional traditional defensive end is. Traditionally, a linebacker wasn't a pass rusher unless you were in a 3-4 alignment. In the modern NFL, so much of how, or in modern football, so much of how these guys align isn't so much 3-4-4-3, three, four, four, three, but it's nickel alignments, and you have interior defensive line players and you have edge players. And Nick Bonito is really just an edge player even though he's designated as a rush linebacker, all that really means is that his primary responsibility is to rush the passer, set the edge in the running game and be basically, he's basically a defensive end. He's just a lighter defensive end, but he stands up in a two point stance. So he's a three, four, kind of a three, four outside linebacker, but because Oklahoma and most of the country plays more nickel than they play any, any kind of base defense, he's really just an edge rusher. Like it's just better to go ahead and call him an edge which is what they, what many draft analysts and, and, you know, pro football focus, that's how they designate him is as an edge player, as opposed to a linebacker or a defensive end, because it doesn't really fully encapsulate what he is and what he does. Uh, You know, Isaiah Thomas fits that more traditional defensive end, but even still he's designated as an edge rusher because he plays on the edge of the defensive front. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. So Nick Benito, line, he doesn't line up as an off-ball linebacker like a, a Curtis Lofton might have or a Teddy Lehman. He lines up on the edge of the line of scrimmage, setting the edge in the run game, rushing the passer off the edge. So Nick Benito, first team linebacker. Um, and then Mike Rose from Iowa State, first team linebacker as well. Also from the Big 12 in the second team, you got Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State. And then on the defensive side of the ball, nobody else. Oh, Greg Eisworth from Iowa State on the second team. And then as a returner, Phillip Brooks from Kansas State. So, you know, a little bit of recognition there for Oklahoma and the Big 12. 
you could probably argue that a guy like Perry on Winfrey could end up on the first team or second team, all, all American list. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to depend on the season that he has. I think Isaiah Thomas will be there as well because he's in line to have a great second season for the Oklahoma Sooners. And then you could see a guy like Kennedy Brooks or Eric Gray end up as first team or second team All-Americans because we know that they're going to be very productive in Lincoln Riley's offense, Marvin Mims, Mike Woods, the OEs, Jane Hazelwood, just how the targets distribute for Oklahoma is going to kind of impact their ability to make an All-American list. We think Marvin Mims will lead the way. Theo Weiss is probably going to start on one of the outside spots. Jaden Hazelwood looks to be in line to be a starter on the other outside spot, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Mike Woods taking one of those two outside receiver positions. Just his experience and his explosiveness are going to really lend well to Lincoln Riley's offense. And if you've got a guy like Marvin Mims taking up a lot of the targets on the inside, now this is not the wide receiver positional preview. We'll do that next week. I think Mike Woods is kind of flying under the radar a little bit. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have a huge impact for the Oklahoma Sooners and could potentially push for an All-American uh, season if he gets enough snaps, enough targets. Uh, so coming up next, let's talk about what Mike Woods had to say to the media on, on Wednesday and also what Eric, uh, Kennedy Brooks had to say about incoming LSU transfer Trey Bradford. We'll do that next here on the Locked on Sooners podcast. I also want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. You can also get in on futures bets with the Oklahoma Sooners and the NFL over at Bet Online. You can bet on Spencer Rattler's Heisman Trophy odds, or you can check out their national championship odds as well. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines and needs anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook expert. I also got to talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers for 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer, for the do-it-yourselfer to the professional mechanic, and you can save so much money over at Rock Auto. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Why would you want to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save? Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find your solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now I want to get into a little bit of what Mike Woods had to say to the media um, and Trey and what Kennedy Brooks had to say about Trey Bradford. And um, so first of all, Mike Woods, you know, talking with the media on Wednesday, just talked a little bit about why he chose the Oklahoma Sooners. And really it came down to a couple of things. And first of all, he said, I just felt like Oklahoma would be best for my career. I want to, I want to be a football player. I want to grow my game and seeing what Lincoln Riley has done with transfers. He's, you know, transfers have transitioned really, really well into Oklahoma's offense and it has not been an issue. They've been able to come in and be productive. We've seen it from the quarterback position. We've seen running backs, you know, Ramondre Stevenson was a junior college transfer 
they they fit in naturally. Lincoln Riley is not afraid to bring a transfer in and then get them acclimated, get them involved really, really early. And Mike Woods, being a wide receiver, who in, in the interview he, or the media appearance, he said he, he works out with C.D. Lamb, who's a close friend of his. And so he saw what C.D. Lamb had done with three different quarterbacks, you know, with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts two guys that were Heisman winners, one guy that was a Heisman finalist, two first overall picks, another guy that was drafted in the top 50. He saw that and he kind of, he said he kind of envied that offense. And he's like, and just knowing what Lincoln Riley has done for skill position players over the years, that was just something he wanted to be a part of. And who could blame him? Like if you're a skill position player or any offensive player, why wouldn't you want to go play for Lincoln Riley? It's a super fun offense. You're going to score a lot of points. You're going to get a big production and you're going to have opportunities to make plays, potentially put yourself in position to go to the next level. And that's really what it comes down to for Mike Woods. I think, I mean, he could have had a a productive season at Arkansas, might've gotten drafted, but wouldn't get the same profile that he's getting at Oklahoma with a guy like Spencer Rattler throwing to him. Now the competition for snaps is, is heavier than it would be at Arkansas, but this doesn't sound like a guy who's afraid of competition because coming into Oklahoma, he knows that there's Marvin Mims, Theo Wees, Jaden Hazelwood, Mario Williams, Jaleel Farouk, a lot of solid guys, a really deep group of wide receivers and that did not phase him one bit. He was not afraid to, to transfer in. Now, the other thing he talked about was Mario Williams. He just talked about him as a, a quick explosive player in his he said his short level quick or short area quickness was out of this world. A guy that's going to be making plays. Jalil Farouk is a guy that's really physical, able to make plays and, and get cornerbacks off of him. Uh, and then, you know, he talked about just how the transition has been pretty good because he spent a lot of time working with Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, not just on the field, but also um, after practice at the house, you know, people would come to the house and they'd work through the playbook and work over terminology and signals and uh, just to get everything down. And, and, you know, he kind of talked about it as like, this is just what's expected. Like if I want to be productive in this offense and I want to do my part, I have to put in the work outside of practice to get there. So this is a guy that, I love his attitude. Like he, he even has like a YouTube channel and they were asking him about his YouTube channel and building his brand. And he's like, I just want to play football. I started the thing. I started the YouTube channel as a way to, you know, this him talking. He said he started the YouTube channel as just kind of a way to kind of kill time during the pandemic. He was, he was always interested in photography. And so he just kind of got started doing it, but football is first for him. He wants to be a great football player. He doesn't want to build a brand. He's not worried about building a brand. He wants to be a great football player. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I love the the head that Mike Woods has on his shoulders. I think he's, he's going to be a really great player for Oklahoma. And again, just a really underrated addition in the transfer portal for the Sooners. I think because of the way it all transpired, you know, he played in Arkansas spring game. And then like, I think it was like a week later, he transferred into Oklahoma and you're like, where did this come from? It's kind of out of nowhere. And so I think the way that it all transpired, it left him a little bit under the radar for a while, but now as you know, camp has gone along and more and more people are talking about his abilities. You're like, okay, this might be a guy that is going to have a really productive season for the Oklahoma Sooners, because if he's able to win downfield, like he did at Arkansas, which I mean, he's playing in the sec and he can win downfield there. He should be able to win downfield in the big 12, 
then you know, he and Spencer Rattler are going to have a lot of fun taking shots down the field, but he, he's also a big physical receiver. And so he's going to be able to make plays after the catch, not too dissimilar to the way CD lamb did. Now I'm not going to sit here and compare the guy to CD lamb, but that was one of the ways that CD lamb really won. Well, was after the catch, he'd make, you know, plays in the short and intermediate part of the field, break tackles, make people miss, and then just be down the field in no time. And he comes with a similar physical physicality mindset that CD lamb came with. And some of that he said came from his dad speaking into his life. Like, Hey, if, if they're going to get on you, get them up, you know, get them off you. (laughs) And then he talked about, you know, cornerbacks at college, especially don't expect wide receivers to be physical. And so it catches them off guard because they expect, you know, the, the cornerbacks are expecting wide receivers to try to avoid contact, but Mike Woods, he's not about that. He's bringing, he's bringing the hit to you. He's going to bring the contact to you. And that's really important in, in football is like the person that initiates the contact honestly, often more often than not is going to be the person that wins. And so I'm really looking forward to watching this guy play. Uh, I know I've been a big Jaden Hazelwood proponent and I'm really excited to see him play too, but I'm really looking forward to watching Mike Woods play. And then Kennedy Brooks, spoke about Trey Bradford um, during his media appearance real quick. And, and he talked about him as an explosive runner and has a bright future. And Eric Gray had spoken about him last week too. And, and they just, both of what they said is that he's a big bodied guy, physical runner, but explosive and can make plays downfield. Like he's going to create big plays. And that's exciting for the future of the seniors backfield, because if Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray go off to the NFL next year, then you're left with a backfield of Trey Bradford and Marcus major as the only runners with experience. And we saw Marcus major and his explosiveness last year in the, the cotton bowl against Florida, but you like, you'd like to have a little bit more depth than that. And we know that Lincoln Riley likes to rotate his running backs. He'd like to have two guys that he can rely upon because they run a lot of snaps. They run a lot of plays at Oklahoma. And so you got to have two guys that you can keep fresh and having a guy like Trey Bradford, who potentially could take the lead role next year with Marcus major filling in and spelling him could be huge for the Sooners as they've got guys that are coming up to the recruiting, the 2022 recruiting class, which they have really great players coming in next year, but are they going to be ready to contribute early? That's going to be a question, but we'll continue to follow that as the year goes along, but excited for Trey Bradford and the opportunities he's going to get. We know that they'll use the third, fourth running back at times, especially in games where they might have a lead. And if things go like they think they'll go this year, the Oklahoma Sooners should have leads in a lot of games. So there could be some opportunities for Trey Bradford in some mop-up duties, some closeout duty as they're trying to close out some football games. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And until tomorrow, Boomer Sooner.